What's up, everybody? Anthony Frieda here. I got a, I got a great guest. Badumbiz guest. Uh, his name is Matt Olson. Super cool guy. Very talented musician. He's sitting behind a pair of drums. And it's just, here's another drum hang, man. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me. Anytime, sir. Anytime. Dude. So what's going on, man? What's happening in your life? We're in the COVID times, pandemic, t- COVID pandemic times. times. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I've been taking deep rest, deeply relaxing. Um, I was actually, I was on tour. I mean, right prior to the pandemic, I was touring, playing bass, actually. Oh, shit. And, uh, which is a blast. Wow. Such a blast. But, um... We had to end our tour like three days early because when we were on stage, like the last gig we played, while we were on stage, the NBA canceled their season, and everybody was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Oh, that was—I <laughs> heard that on other podcasts. Yeah, that that was that was the moment for yeah like, entertainment world. Yeah, yeah, that was when I was like, "Okay." Uh, so the next day we were at like Cracker Barrel, and just like. We, you know, we can't do these last three gigs. And so, um, so yeah, I've been relaxing and uh, practicing a bit, but, you know, mostly trying to focus on, I've been recording a lot, trying to get my, like, remote session thing happening. It, it I mean, I, I had wanted to develop that, like, remote recording session thing for mm-hmm. a while, and then... <laughs> you know the pandemic happened and i was like oh shit i like have to now you have to and um and then i actually like did yeah so you know if if i wasn't stuck with like nothing to do then i don't know if i would have spent the past year or so you know like recording and getting the whole remote thing going you know so well the recording thing as you know now is a lot of it is just trial and error yeah. And like developing an ear for to know what sounds good, what you right. want to hear versus what is, you know, like when you're especially EQing and stuff like that and compressing. So you had all the time, like you had all the time to, to go through that yeah. and learn that, you know. Yeah. Which is great because it sounds as though you were, you were touring a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, for the past like six years, uh, pretty much I've been pretty, pretty solid. Um, a lot of tours yeah which is a blast and you know like it's it's like the best best job ever you know <laughs> in a, in a, in some way in you know it's got like anything is good and bad but you know it's i love it and i love getting to travel and play and so yeah that kind of like that ended and uh nobody really has a good idea when it'll come back yeah. so that's you know just what's happening who and who were you on tour with when when you guys got that news and had to cancel the right. tour pretty much i was playing bass for my friend dave hawes it's like rock and roll songwriter like so fun and i, I mean like to be honest i i was when he hit me up to do that because he and i had done some tours before and when i was playing with other bands and we always got along and you know it's like so 
he he hit me up. He's like, you know, Miles is leaving the band, and uh, I need you to play bass. <laughs> I was like, this is the this is like the one instrument that I don't know how to play. Yeah, because like for for any listeners, like Matt, I know Matt from playing drums, but the guy can literally. You, you write your own songs. You play guitar. Yeah. You sing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've played like percussion. You've played like that new classical percussion yeah. shit too. Like you, so you so fun. <laughs> you play. You are very well rounded as right, a, as right. a musician. So I like to dabble. You like to dabble, yeah. but you're you know you do a little bit better. Like it sounds good. How about that? Right. It's it sounds convincing good after dabbling. dabbling. Yeah. Yes. So you're playing bass and you're not used to that instrument. But yeah. How, I mean. Can you can we talk about that real fast? Yeah, because I've started to discover and just me dabbling. Yeah, which is not sounding good dabbling <laughs> on the bass in the last like year or two. Right, right. It's a hard instrument. It's to, so hard. <laughs> it's like it's not about uh you know playing the note. It's can you make that fucking note sound really good? Yeah, and it takes a lot of sensitivity and and development of of that sensitivity the on the finger and all that shit. So tell me like. Did you did you did you hit any balls trying to? Are you, were you so just like continually hitting them? Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> it it's like uh, you know I play all that other stuff. Like I I started playing guitar when I was like sixteen because I was like I really wanted to write a song, you know. So that's kind of how that started. And I never, but I never really took it serious. Like I was really mm-hmm. serious about drums mm-hmm. from starting around that time. But, you know, guitar and stuff, I always played for fun. But, you know, so I understand the, you know, the layout of an instrument tuned in fourths or whatever. So, like, I I understood the mechanics to start with of the bass when mm-hmm. I picked it up. But it, it was an instrument that I always wanted to learn. And I've always been fascinated by because of a drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's, and so I just never really had a good reason to pick one up and, like, work on it but dude it's crazy because um so many of the things that are important to me as a drummer help me on the bass Mm -hmm. with like staying out of the way keep it simple Mm -hmm. you know and as you say like (laughs) it's so i mean it's so funny like if sometimes the bass just plays one note yeah, you know, you get one chance, like yeah. you know what I mean. It's like yeah. it ha- that one. It seems so simple to yep. just like play a whole note, but like we do that on the drums. Like when you hit a big whole note, it has to be right. You yep. know, it's like that's <laughs> right. You got to make something that can sound ugly easy sound beautiful. Yeah, just that's. It. I mean, that, and that's a cla- that's a very classical percussion thing too. So you have. You have that understanding right, right. already. So um, when did you, how long did it take you uh, to get a little bit confident to like when, because did you go right to performing or did you go like rehearsing? <laughs> you went right to performing. <laughs> he was like, he was like, hey, oh, you shit. know, we're, uh, I need a bass player. I didn't even have a bass. Wow. And, and uh, it was like, yeah, we're going on tour in like a couple months. Wow. So I, I had about, I had like a month or two to get it together and you know i borrowed a bass from a friend and before i bought one and uh yeah we literally went out, i flew to california to dave's house and we did one rehearsal day wow. and then <laughs> went on tour and like so the nice part is that 
if that really kicks your ass into gear because you know like i it's one thing to practice i love to practice sure but you you get so many different like so much different information about you yourself as a player and your weak spots sure from performing you know like so <laughs> kind of like did skip the whole like years in the shed thing with yep. the bass so i'm i am catching up in a lot of ways but you know the being thrown into the deep end like that really pushed me you know more than i would have pushed myself if i was just practicing for like a year or whatever you know are you t are you the type of guy you seem like you always seem like this type of guy like <clears throat> like you're this is an ongoing like music is an ongoing oh yeah um, learning adventure i think of it as like a video game with infinite levels there you go it's just like you know like the type of video game where you run around and you can like you know you can do the story or sure. you could find all the treasure chests or you sure, know like yeah. there's like an infinite number of ways you can play this game yeah and you know like i just naturally like i try to play my best all the time but you know i'm i'm very aware that there's still more work to do yeah and that that doesn't like make me feel bad like yeah yeah that makes me fucking pumped i'm like you That's know <laughs> i'm stoked like i could i could just keep doing this you know like yeah. i can just keep like pulling the thread and sure. see what happens that's fan as i mean that's a that's like the ideal attitude to have and you gotta have it because it can get it can really bum you out <laughs> oh you dude know? i know believe me I know. <laughs> oh my god dude. like oh. especially comparing yourself to others and like oh i suffer from that man and and like the the crazy thing with music is that like your progress is so like glacial like the tiniest unnoticeable increments of improvement but if you just keep at it yeah it happens it's like yeah man. there's no great mystery or like trick or you know you just have to like chip away at the iceberg and that's and that's what it, it really is yeah or that's what I should say. That's what it feels like. Right. Even though you're building the iceberg, like you're building a big yeah, snow, yeah. snowman or something. Right. Right. You know? <laughs> and then, and then that snowman will, you know, it will be. And that's what that's what I mean by it's, it's lifelong. Because those those skills, man. What you know, for, you know, from practicing, it's like. I mean, have you ever tried to play a rhythm or some excerpt from one of those pieces that you did years ago from like percussion? And you're like, how did that go again? And you start playing it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there it is. Like it never, it never left. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's a weird thing. It could it could be five years. Yeah. Since you played. I it. have that with like, I have a weird memory like that with songs. Like, do you? And um, you know, songs that I haven't thought about in years. Like if I. They're they're just locked in my brain and i have the worst memory like i can't remember anything yeah but i can remember a song you know but i would have to hear it like as soon as i hear it, yeah. it, it i'm just like oh i know exactly what is this song is doing isn't it wild it's so weird it is weird. like and you know details about the song yeah. you know yeah like, yeah like like crazy details about the song uh yeah man all right so can we let's just talk about it real fast 
because I do want to mention, or I mentioned it already, but I do want to talk to you about it, is that it was a surprise to me after, you know, because we met in college. It was a surprise to me, like, how good you were at at singing and playing guitar, like writing songs. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I saw you years ago perform at a show. Might have been in a house. Probably. Or something in Montclair. And it was very good, man. Thank you, yeah. And uh, and I that that's that's that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, Matt is one of those people that pissed me off. Like, you're just <laughs> fucking great at everything. You know what I mean? You're really good at everything. And uh, but however, it's not like gifted. It's not right, right. It's not prodigy. It's like you're just hungry. Yeah, love it. Yeah, you fucking love it. You perform with that love, and that's intoxicating. Even yeah, to a musician. Right. You know. And in fact, we prefer that. Well, yeah, I mean, the passion, like, if someone has passion, it's, it's like, it it can be, like, pretty apparent, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, like, and I, I think we gravitate towards that as musicians, because, you know, it just, it makes you want to do better, and then, um, it's like a chain reaction of, like, exploration, you know what I mean, like, I see someone that, with passion, and that, I'm, I'm, like, well, I can't, you know, I can't like pretend now, like now that I've seen, you know, someone really go for it, you know, I got to, I owe it to, you know, the people listening and the, you know, I just feel like I owe the audience or whatever, you know, like my best all the time. And I love like, that. <laughs> I love that. And yeah. I bet you, I bet you that it's, I, I've been having this conversation lately that that I I sometimes I think that when we pl- perform like whether it's a ar- uh, solo artist a yeah. duo a band and it's on a show at a venue local venue and let's say there's three bands and you get 35 minutes yeah have you seen it where there's like there's like a, a contract between the por- performers on stage and the audience and the performers on stage go on they go on stage and they perform that 35 minutes with this idea in mind, you're all going to stand there and watch me. Right. And then clap at the end of every song. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to ask you to purchase my music or follow me on whatever, social media. But I could, I could, as that performer, I could suck. Right, right. And still expect you to clap at the end. Right. So those people, those audience members, yeah. are, are having their time and attention abused. Right, right. Have you seen that? I mean, you've seen that, right? I've, I've seen all sorts of punishing stuff, right? music, but but you yeah. owe it to that crowd, yeah, because you you do have their att- you're asking for their attention and time. Of course, well, yeah, and yeah. that like you know you have to be grateful to have an audience because I mean I've done a, probably hundreds of gigs where fucking nobody showed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I maybe that's part of it. Like. I honestly think people should, people should, you know, be more honest with their feedback. Like, I agree. If, man. if it's, dude, if I if I hate the music, if I'm not feeling it, I I will not clap. Yeah, dude. I don't clap, but I never heckle. But I, I maybe <laughs> I had a I had a like pretty formative experience. My first tour, I was 16. I like took I took two and a half weeks off high school to nice. do this. Tour. My parents were down. It was awesome. Nice. And. um I was filling in for my friend Craig's band. It was like a punk band. And this was like mind blowing to me. He was like, we're going to fly to 
Hollywood. The first show is at House of Blues in L.A. And, wow. <laughs> you know, it's like there was like a thousand crust punks there. And so, oh, something happened. The guitar player had wireless for some reason. It went down. Craig, my friend, touches his acoustic guitar to, to, you know, to like do a number while they fix it. And as soon as he touches the guitar, this whole fucking crowd just booed. Like a thousand punks booing. And it's like our second song of the, we're opening bands. So I like. Just because he touched a, <laughs> an acoustic guitar. And it happened That's two it. nights in a row. The same <laughs> Colorado, the next thing. Same exact thing happened. So I, but dude, it, it, I don't know if you've ever had that many people boo you. No, like, I haven't. <laughs> so fucking powerful. It is like, it's soul crushing, but it, in an awesome way. And like, you know, now it's, it's funny to me. Of course, it's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. But, um, but it was also like huge for me and like such a benefit for me yeah. to have that experience. So just like, you, you know, these people, the, especially if you're, if it's, if you're not headlining, you know, if you're an opening band, these sure. these patrons owe you nothing. You know, yeah. you have to like connect with that. It's like it's on you. Like you know, That's you're right. performing. You have to find a way to connect and like engage with them, and just be grateful for the opportunity for you know to be in front of them. Absolutely, I think people take that audience for granted, and yeah. it's like big mistake i i would say i would say you would agree with this that every audience is you can't treat an audience like a general audience like right you're in a different you 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 were in a different city or something different state like the night before this audience is a completely different set of people yeah and they deserve their own respect oh yeah dude and appreciation right so well that's like there i played in a band that you know, everybody has their different way of doing the gig. Mm -hmm. And some people, when it, when you're on tour, because I've toured with like five or six different bands. but um, So everybody's got their own way. Yeah. Like I played with this band Lucky Chops and it was like a, lo a lot of this arrangement stuff was consistent, but there was opportunities to like stretch out and try something. And, you know, that was cool. But other bands want to have a consistent yeah. gig each night. Mm -hmm. And um, I just like, that's cool. I mean, that's cool. The band becomes so like rock solid, like yeah. fucking granite. It's like, of course. especially night after night on tour. But I always felt like I kind of wanted, you know, I, I just gravitate more towards let's feel it out tonight. And, yes. and like, cause it, you know, you you can't have the same show. Dave, my friend that I play bass for, he's always just like, you can't play the same fucking set on Friday night that you'd play on Monday. You know, like, it's it's total, like, the Monday night show is, like, such a different vibe. Oh, my God. So <laughs> Everybody's working that, working that day, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, sometimes the Monday night thing, people go fucking wild. But, nice. you know, you just got to kind of feel it out and be open to that and... Yeah, like treat each audience as an, a new experience. I mean, in Canada, dude, like they always have for some reason, they always have like some tables and chairs at the back. Really? <laughs> like even in like huge venues here. Yeah. They just have like some tables and chairs. And it's really a weird kind of vibe because, you, you know, the, there's just like mixed standing and sitting. 
So Canadian people are so nice and like really pleasant, love music, but their shows tend to be really mellow. And that, you know, so you're playing and you're like, wow, everybody hates this. <laughs> <laughs> and, but after the show, you're just like, wow, that was so great. Yeah. You know, we loved it, you know. Yep. And it's like, wow, you just like stood there like, like, right. like catatonic for like 30 minutes, you know, but, but they were enjoying it. So, it's, you know, it's, yeah, every crowd is different. It's your, your perspective as a drummer and then, you know, you understand the bass yeah but anybody any sort of drummer and bass player you're more of a service role in the band yeah very not a uh if you are an attention-seeking drummer it's obvious yeah and it's kind of gross yeah right <laughs> it's but irresponsible a little yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yes that's right um but that perspective of serving right yeah and not taking not not paying attention to um to anything outside your role and your responsibility on stage right. allows you to see this perspective of this Monday night crowd is not the, the past Saturday night crowd we had. This right, is a completely right. different crowd. You know? When the singer, the, you know, I, I guess the model of the rock band, the singer doesn't need to think about that because they're here for me and mm. I have to be in this persona or this character. And I got to tell you, like, that has probably worked for 60 years or something like that. Right, but right. we might be coming to the end of that. <laughs> well, I'm happy to report that, you know, I, I played with a few singers that are, you know, not about that, like, persona or anything. And Which is fantastic. Yeah, to like, you, man. like, dude, that, my friend Dave that I was just playing with, Dave Hawes, he's like, he's such a compelling front man because he's like, he's got funny shit to say like right off the cuff but he's he's always down to engage with the crowd it's fantastic and it's more like it's it's less about like there's a us and them and it's more about we're all doing this together we yeah. just happen to be the people plugged in with things but you know we're all part of this whole thing Absolutely. crowd and band you know like so yeah i mean there's all different kinds. I mean, I think that you can you can see that in any instrument where there's the people that are like working to serve the song, mm -hmm. even a singer. And then there's the people that the song is like a vessel for them to be great, mm -hmm. which like can be cool, mm -hmm. but I think if it if it doesn't come from like a pure place, it it comes off like really lame you know really like, fucking lame yeah <laughs> really fucking lame. So, but i mean any 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 instrument could be guilty of that you i know? agree with that i think i think the best scenario though is uh when it's a band in a singer situation um man when the band when you see the band interact with each other mm. and they're not it's not like they're they're you know like they're improvising like in a combo it's not like that you know they're playing right. their parts but they're playing in a way to to like to like um sort of like stimulate each other like yeah yeah you know you kind of it could be like eye contact between the bass and the drummer or yeah. the drummer and the gu gu guitar player or something like that at a certain point in the song yeah if it's genuine like that there's a vibe between the members on stage and and they just let go of the 
burden if or I, or the, of the job type sure. of, of um body language like i'm doing a job type right, of right. thing and you kind of let loose it still sounds phenomenal right? yeah but it feels different oh, because yeah. of that passion and energy and well yeah i think you know, um i think like the the and i don't want to get too too wild here but i really like i really uh connect with a lot of like buddhist kind of things and i go for I it think, man <laughs> i think i think anytime you can be present in like the now especially with music you know in in life in general but it's like essential for music to be present yeah. and like i think that's what you're kind of referring to like when people are communicating on stage you know with like body language or whatever the audience likes that because they are seeing like they're seeing behind the curtain in, in a certain way, but there's a connection where like both those people are really focused in the moment. Yeah. And that music, that's what music is all about is creating a moment That's right. that stretches for, you know, 45 minutes or whatever, but you know, like it, it's all about being present and that's how you like tying it back to the audience thing. Like that's how you connect with an audience is to like, be present and invite them to be in that present moment with you. Yep. And uh, because like, and how many times have you done this where you're playing and you're either thinking about a thing that's coming up or like a thing you just did. Like, oh, I fucking, you know, I hit the rim on that yeah. drum fill and then it messes you up in that moment. And it's like, yep. It's so it, at some point it just became really obvious to me. Like I've like, thinking ahead to a tricky part mm -hmm. or thinking of a mistake I just made always causes me to have a mistake in the present moment, That's you right. know, like, cause I'm taking my brain out of the listening. Yep. And so th that to me is the secret. It's like the only activity you should allow your brain while you're performing is to listen. Yeah. And that's the best Most way important. to be like, present mm -hmm. in the moment and then you can be aware of those like subtle things and communicate dude i gotta tell you like even like um having these conversations at the last couple months with this show and then not have not being able to go on stage right, right. <laughs> being so far away from it and then be able to look at it i've noticed i've, I've really come across like thoughts of wow how dysfunctional this has been for bands and artists and like th this needs to change for the future for it to be better. And then also like, what's the true value of, you know, we were talking about like the, the audience's attention, man, they can fucking leave your show and go on YouTube yeah, outside and smoke a cigarette yeah, for the rest of the night and have a great time. Right. right. <laughs> you know, and then say, Oh, I was at that show. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't really like it. And they're right. They're not wrong. To right, say I right. didn't like it, to say that was bad, that's wrong. But unless they're really <laughs> fucking bad. Um, so, but what I yeah, what I guess what I noticed is uh, it's definitely it's definitely changed. You, you have to look at music different now because of where what's the access to it. Like right. the access to it is now online content, right? Even your drummers. Yeah. So you're not going to see the drummer behind. 
you know, working gears and pulling levers with the bass player mm. on stage. Now you're seeing the drummer in frame. Right. Center frame. You know, maybe there's a, maybe it's a collab video and there's they're taking up the corner of the screen, whatever it might be. But they're on so now I'm thinking, okay, if I'm in, in frame as a drummer, what's my face usually doing when I play? <laughs> and you know, it's funny that like listening yeah. and and that presence, I think I am in that zone of I am deeply I'm listening to the whole product when I'm on yeah. stage. Like I love that. But you can tell I'm not in the room. Right, like right. my eyes are not in the room. I could look through you, you know, when I'm in that state. And I think, yeah. is that good? Is that a good thing? And I'm starting to realize, like, okay, so if all of this is about communication, we're communicating to the audience, hey, this is fun. Listen to this. Right. Like, here, have fun with this. Like, this is cool. I'm having fun. But that's all we're communicating. But I'm not communicating that with my face. <laughs> I think this. I think anybody yeah. who's not sitting down is communicating that with their body language. The 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 guitarist and the and the and the uh, singer hamming up with their facial expre- expressions. Sure. Like, you know what I mean. Um, but I, as the drummer, we're not. We don't need to do that until now. Right. So if I want to put on a piece of content, that content, dude, that content is absolutely without a doubt competing for the attention of somebody and it's competing with tiktok videos yeah with pod like big podcasts with fucking anything like even scrolling through instagram it's competing sure, you're, for, you're it's competing with for with like it's competing yeah. with porn too you know what i mean like you're competing for attention you're so, competing with like cats you know licking right. the faucet that's right <laughs> that's right and you know like i'm thinking about it now you know and i gotta i mean you gotta change that right so then okay so when this when this when it's time to go back on stage is the stage performance going to be better because i really hope it is i hope like i hope that musicians realize like all we have to offer that netflix and and any streaming thing all we have to offer is the live music experience nobody else can deliver that like we can right and i think that's what comedians have too is the live comedy sure that energy in the room you know like, but Netflix can't recreate that. No. So then, no more shitty performers on stage. <laughs> well, that's the hope. I mean, that's uh, the hope, right? <laughs> well, I mean, the, my fear, though, you know, not to be negative, but my okay. fear is that a lot of the, you know, like only the rich people are going to be able to hang on, and like, you know what I mean? Like the re- the really successful musicians can weather this storm easier than you know people who do it more as a passion you know what i mean like and um that's kind of sad but i i I think like i don't know as far as like the content thing like i don't know if you noticed but i'm like i'm kind of like a 90 year old man on the internet like yeah i don't see anything from you (laughs) to the pose (laughs) and it and it I've I've like thought about a bit. I've always been like shit. You know, I should just like next time I'm in the studio, I'll fucking put my GoPro in the corner and you know I'll put the audio together. And but anytime I get into the video thing, it's kind of like like linear shredding chops. Like anytime sure. I try to do it, I'm like this is so fucking tedious it and is, boring yeah. to me. Yeah. Like I have no interest in doing it. Like trying to sync up the audio and the video. I'm, it drives me bananas. So I, I just, I'm like, fuck this. Like, this is not for me. And, um, you know, I've been lucky t- 
to be able to like have people calling me to do stuff without I mean because dude in the you know the six seven years that I've been touring like I've ne have never gotten a gig from Instagram. Like, yeah, yeah. No one's ever called me up yeah. and like, "Hey, dude, I saw your." That's right. Granted, I do I didn't really try to like pursue that, but sure. you know, it's just something that doesn't interest me, and I don't understand it. You know, like, and yeah, I, I follow it. a lot of drummers, and some of the stuff I'm I like, some of it I laugh at, and <laughs> you know, it's like, but um. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but lately been, I get a lot of, like, sponsored posts from drummers. Do you do this? From from actual drummers? Yeah. I haven't gotten those, no. Oh, yeah. Me and my buddy Kevin get tons. And it's like, some of them are cool. It's like, or, you know, it's like a kid. And, you know, like, this is fun. Like, they're, you know, oh, on okay. Instagram or whatever. But some of them are so comical <laughs> and i want to like i want to comment so bad but i'm like i can't cyber bully people but well you know if it if it makes you feel better like i look i knew that about you for over the years like okay he's clearly not into the you know it would be great to see him do some put out some content sure. it's good i do my little trickle <laughs> dude but never there was never a thought of um matt's not doing anything no, I know that you're you're doing the thing yeah. that we all want to do. You're on tour. You're you're performing your ass off, you're writing. So that is really the most ideal for a for a musician is to be doing yeah. that stuff. To be yeah. so busy doing that stuff, there really is no time to make content. Yeah. And that's where like managers and a team of people come in to produce that content sure. for you, right? So um I believe me, never was a thought. Like I'm always, I always remember going like, okay, Matt, well, Matt's busy. I haven't seen the <laughs> fucking guy. You know, it would be cool though that because now that you are recording and mm. you do the remote recording se session stuff, yeah, right? You're like recording your own drum tracks, I guess, and sending them to people, right? Yeah. Um, the video thing is not as hard as you think. I okay, could, I could help you out with that stuff. Nice. I completely understand though. <laughs> It is so it annoying. Is the, sometimes it could be a real pain in, in the tits. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, like you know, like um, it happened to me a few weeks ago. I was like, why did this, the frame go like this or something yeah, yeah. like that on my? It, what was that static in the? I didn't. I was just fucking playing here. And yeah. The, the camera's there, and it was just recording for like twenty minutes. I can't fix it. You know, is this yeah. thing ruined or do I just put it up imperfect? Right. You know? Right. And then there's the whole thing of like, fuck, I lined up the audio to, to the audio of the video, but it's still not in sync. What yeah. the, you know, and then it's like, and then you got to think, all right, let me watch this a thousand times. Okay. It looks like the sound is happening after I strike. Yeah. So where do I have to move the audio? You know, like, I mean, it, it, yeah, it does get tedious. Well, dude, sure. I, and, you know, tying it back to another earlier thing of like, sure the okay so i got a gopro a couple of years ago for christmas or whatever you know like now oh, this is gonna be great i'm gonna fucking post like crazy you know yeah and but the what i found was f first off it was really frustrating and hard to figure out and i'd be like so i'd be like ready to go on stage like trying to connect my fucking <laughs> phone to the and i'm like dude i'm about to be yeah. performing in a, in a minute like why i don't want to be fucking distracted by this thing right. and then not not for nothing, but like I can't, I can't have a camera on me without 
thinking about that's right i'm on a camera that's and right. so i i could never figure out how to stop thinking about that so i just made it a point to be like i mean if if there is a camera it's not going to be mine like i yeah. just don't and it and like especially for live and the studio like you know i want to i'm more way more concerned with how it sounds how it than sounds, what yeah. it looks like and that's why like i don't worry about my face or anything you know i'm not thinking yeah. about the visual aspect of what's happening because everything is at, in service to what it sounds like. That's right. And and I think that, like, as you're saying how it's like, it's hard to connect now that we're cutting a drum video track and then send it to the guitar player to the, you know, it's like people are piecing together these songs. There's not as much live playing together mm -hmm. in a room, but I think, and maybe because of, recording a lot you know i've done a lot of sessions where i'm just playing to like a scratch track yep and i have to i have to kind of like feel like i'm driving a whole band that's right when it's just like a twinkly guitar and like a attitude vocal or you know whatever yeah. it is like yeah. i have to like give the i have basically have to imagine mm -hmm. and put myself in that moment of like driving a band that's right and that's like a hard thing to do at first absolutely you know to like know how far to go and like you know and you have to kind of discuss it with the artist and the producer or whatever but you know like that's it's kind of something i'm used to where especially recording where you know you have to like be in the moment mm -hmm. and even when there's like nothing going on. Yeah. But I think that you if you if you really like focus on the now and like really tune into like making it feel good. Mm -hmm. If you feel good in that moment, it doesn't matter what it looks like, people are going to connect with it. Because I think I think that's the thing they connect with more than like I mean drums are a visual instrument like it looks cool. Sure. Or, you know, but more than connecting visually, I I really think it's one of those like ethereal, like you know, it's like we're connecting through the ether of like I'm feeling good, and that some somehow like transmits even through your screen or whatever. Like yeah. a like, dude, Darren Jones is a great example because yeah, like you can always see. I mean, he is visual. You, he's always bopping you yeah. know and you could just tell it feels good for him to play yep. and even when it's so like jagged and like unpredictable you can't help but like feel good and like feel the beat that he's not like you know he's like yeah the pulse is there but he never plays it but it's still somehow so strong he's having fun he's definitely enjoying himself yeah when he plays without yeah. a doubt I, don't, I mean another guy who always looks like the happiest when he plays and it looks genuine is Carter Beaufort. Oh yeah, he's pumped. I mean that's that's what it's funny, like if you ask me, you can have either Carter Carter Beaufort's ability to drum or his happiness when he drums. <laughs> I would choose his happiness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause he just looks so like he's enjoying every fucking note. And he's making eye contact with the with the guys on stage. I mean 
that guy. And that, that is intoxicating. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without and a doubt. And I, I think if it, if it comes from a pure place, like the more simply you can get there, the more consistently you can get there. Mm-hmm. So if it's coming from a pure place of you're just like, wow, I just love playing with this bass player, guitar player, you know, I just love this riff or, you know, whatever. As long as you can be genuine and like just simply be like, I'm just going to fucking listen in this moment and enjoy that. And like, it's easier to do than being like, okay, I'm going to nail this like complicated lick at 142 BPMs. And that, that that I will say, I will say like, as far as, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a viewer and an audience member too. Yeah. Right? When I see these drum videos, I look for that feeling that you talk, like, that you talk about. Ooh, this feels fucking good. Man. Yeah, you yeah. Know? If I'm not not in my head, then I kind of am going to just exit the video or scroll past yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're doing some crazy little lick, I, mean, I don't care. I, I actually don't. I've seen so many licks. Yeah. You know, there's only so much of that that actually is truly valuable right um so yeah i mean i guess and yeah i guess i guess it's so funny it's it's just if of all if a drummer right now living in a city where you can't really perform I, what do you got and and that's what i that's why i was saying like man i guess making content and even that the whole learning curve like you, you like you, yeah. you were saying before about you know learning how to record drums such a learning curve it's a whole nother lifelong endeavor whole whole other endeavor yeah well and i will say i'm like kind of on the fence with it because i you know i always i've done a lot of recording sessions and um that's something that i've always wanted that was like kind of before i was even in college you know when i was in high school i was like i want to just be like steve cat and fucking just record every day yeah and um so that's always been something i was really interested in and but i I have to say like doing like you don't want to do two jobs at least this is what i'm finding for myself is i don't want to be doing two jobs because i can't like if i'm going in to record a drum part i don't want to be worried about phase and this thing and that thing or EQ because I want to just be thinking about playing the drums. Like, are they in tune? Do they sound cool? Cool. That's done. Like, I just want to think about the song and how to play it. And I don't want to be pressing record, stop, you know, like, so I, I, I've been finding personally that, I mean, I can do it, but I don't enjoy it too much where I'm an engineer and a drummer. Like, because you can't really focus on either one too much. It is you know? hard. It is very difficult. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And then you're like constantly flipping back and forth between like drum brain and audio brain. You're like, you know, I'm doing takes and I'm like, oh, this snare drum needs a little more top end. And it's like, I don't have a usable take yet. You know, like I'm, I'm yeah. like getting derailed by compressor and EQ, you know. Oh, and, yeah. That can easily derail you from right. what is the feel, you know, like that's right. What do I have to play? I do think though, I do think though that uh, 
if you can if you can create that magic the same way you would on stage, just with no crowd, like think about soundcheck. Yeah. That's what you need to record. Oh yeah. And you could you can get away with an imperf- imperfect mix or something like that. What I mean by imperfect is the snare drum didn't have enough high end. Sure. Like there's a plug-in that can fix that. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? um, as soon as I start getting like really scientific about it and fucking <laughs> surgical about it yeah. with, with like the mic placement and yeah, yeah. the phase is, is important. Uh, so you've got to measure. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's not hard. That, like things like that when you figure yeah, it out, yeah. okay, it's not that hard. Where I, where I get off the, the rails is, uh, is when it's like, fuck, I want it to sound more hip hoppy or I want it to sound more electronic-y. And I'm just hours into trying to mix, fucking with an EQ, yeah, yeah. fucking with a compressor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, doing leveling. And that's where I get too surgical, but I try not to get surgical uh, in, in recording. In fact, yeah, yeah. I usually just do a bunch of takes and then I'll just go, this is what I got. Right, right. I'll listen back. Like, okay, that's good enough. Yeah. And, and then I just, I don't get precious about it. Um, because that's the thing. If you think about it, if you had a precious audio engineer, in a, and I'm sure you've had this situation, all right, man, hey, man, we're going to do another take. Hey, man, we're going to do another take. You know, hey, yeah. man, can you hit that snare a little harder? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you'll do 30 takes, but you're just hanging out, like playing. Oh, dude, I'm playing drums. I'm pumped. You're not having to do anything, but. Yeah. Okay. Play, you know? Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, I believe me, I get it. Um, I was yeah. I wanted to ask you too. So you're using Pro Tools. Are you, are you like uh, are you using that outboard gear at all? Oh that yeah. You talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of preamps, um, and there's a lot of you know a couple of compressors and stuff. The 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 main thing that I love is to put the room mic through to the stressor he has. Ooh. That's like just just such a game changer, um, and basically what I'm doing is I'm trying to get raw i'm not really looking for finished product okay i'm looking for like the raw source drums that someone will mix that somebody will mix gotcha. yeah okay. and so i'm just trying to do like uh you know get the essentials basically like the close mics mm-hmm. i generally do like mono overhead yeah. i just personally enjoy that yeah but um you know like two room mics, one that is processed through the stressor and one that's not. And just basically like give someone something that they could do anything with in, in that mixing stage. And because, I mean, the mixing is like the really the dark sorcery of the shit. Like, yeah. you know, and oh, shit. it's like, that's why I'm, I'm always like, I don't know if I want to go down this road. Like, because number one, like drums are such an expensive thing because of all of our stuff stupid knickknacks and like yep. tiny parts symbols yeah symbols and so but like dude if there's anything that's worse than drums it's re- it's pro audio it's like recording gear because there's preamps e- right. e- you know there's all this outboard all gear stuff, all these expensive mics yep like software like it's a whole fucking thing yeah and so like i don't know if i'm like really <laughs> down i mean i'm doing it now out of necessity yeah and I'm really enjoying it, and I'm yeah. really learning a lot. But I'm like, mm, <laughs> you know, I just would much rather just focus on the drums. Dude, and and I get that you know, like, sure. 
like I try not to get too hung up on like getting a finished sound at the kit, yeah. you know, when I'm doing it. Um, I just try to do like, 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 I mean, I'm not trying to get that finished sound with the studio gear. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do like I normally would for any session. I'm trying to get the drums in the room to sound as close, you know, cause I'm constantly like, I'm constantly dialing in my kit. Like, yeah. It always changes, yeah, depending on the song and whatever. So, I just always was that way. Like, I never had like, this is my setup. I mean, there's been times where I've had consistent setups, but you know, it's, it's more like, like this song needs this setup. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I'll just put this here. You know, I'll put a fucking towel on my floor tom and my keys here. You know, like you just do what works and try to get the sound that you need at the source, and then hope that somebody mixes it right <laughs> you know like <laughs> that's a cool thing though that, that you're doing and and for anybody who doesn't know what he, what matt's talking about is it would you know i guess it would be like um if yeah you're making like the just the perfect bread to for the sandwich shop oh yeah you know to make like killer sandwiches like yeah everybody's look the attention is on the sandwich shop right and that's where the final product's made it's where people are going to to per, you know to yeah so, but you have, you are creating such a great foundation for what goes in that sandwich. Yeah. Essentially. So, yeah, man, like getting the perfect raw drum sounds. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's re- it actually is, as you know, it's, it's actually not that easy to do. Right. Um, because uh, so many, there are so many factors that, you, that could be tweaked. Oh, yeah. Right. And as you know now, <laughs> you know, and it could be as simp- something as simple as, I think that that snare needs a little bit more tape. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I yeah. think, I think, I think, th- I think that drums out of tune or something, you know, it could be so yeah. simple and that could be 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, all right. I think it's in tune. I think, what's that hum? Ah, fuck. It's a floor tom. Yeah. Yeah. Like things like that, you know? Uh, so, hey man, I'm glad you're doing it though. Cause obviously Me it's too. a skill you're never going to forget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to come in handy. Um, dude, we should, we should maybe play a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, and you know, we could chat about drums or what we like or what what's something you've been working on. What's what's a beat that's in your head? Any anything that comes okay. to mind, we could play. Yeah, I haven't played a lot this this past week, so I'm thirsty for drums right now. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't know. I I um. As far as like my practice goes like really simplified things and um i'm like pretty obsessed with the ritual you know the alan dawson yeah oh yeah steve tried to get me on that when i was at school and i was like i was like steve i hate this so much it's hard please don't make me do this with the brushes right with everything with everything yeah like i mean it's hard as fuck to do with brushes so hard um do you want to play a little bit of it? Just, just like a little well, sample? Well, yeah, I was going to say that basically, like, it's it's given me two huge concepts. Okay. And one of them is basically, like, playing all the... Because I do my expanded ritual now. Like, I've, I've, like, broken down so many aspects of it. But I got it from two things that he does. One thing, 
he plays across the different rates, you know, eighth note, triplet, sixteenth note, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he displaces some of them. Like okay. for the flam accent one, there's flam accent two and three, where it's basically that rudiment just moved over one space. Okay. And so I do that now with all of them. And I do all of them like I basically won't do it with a metronome anymore. I'll do it to a song or like a fella cootie oh. or something that just like zones out on yeah. a on a groove for a long time. And I'll just play whatever subdivisions I can get to in that thing. And like it's it's just so it's ridiculously fun. Cause he does it with the paradiddle thing, like the different rates. He goes he's doing his So like the triplet thing, there's a cool little lick in there if you move it around to different beats. So he he's starting the triplet one. Uh and I'll do it with the ride and the snare. So that's starting it on the beat one. Wow. So now I would take that and just go through each thing. So I'd be like mm-hmm. On beat one, and starting on the second triplet, there one of them. If you started on beat two, in the, like a jazz context, there's like a sick little lick in there. Oh, so I, I I've just been exploring every like tiny little nuance of that ritual. Man, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with doing it. I have it written down somewhere, and I I should start I should start fucking practicing. It's that. so juicy, dude. It is so juicy because it's like daunting at first because it's like twelve pages of just yeah. rudiments. Yeah, yeah. With that foot pattern thing, but like nothing gets my hands together like doing the ritual. And I'm not like a shreddy guy. Like at no, some yeah. at some point, I was like. This shredding is is so tedious, so much work. Yeah. To like get these things that nobody wants to hear. Nobody like, wants to hear it. And Isn't that funny? I, I think like I think the for me the biggest thing was when I started to write songs. Cause that changed my whole mindset. And I was like because then I heard it in my shit and I was like, what is it? You know, this like the flashy stuff is fucking up my vibe you know like (laughs) like you gotta stay out of the way of the song so i'm very much like i don't see a use in really complex fast licks or whatever i agree i'm just like we've had enough of them i'm a meat and potatoes guy i'm like a 60 year old man in a 31 year old man's body that's right and i'm happy like you know if you did a documentary, a mini documentary, about how the 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 individual plays differently, oh, took, dude, I'm fascinated by it. Right? If you took thirty drummers who are good, yeah, and have professional experience on stage and in the recording studio, and you just had them play the same beat, and it could be four measures, or it yeah. could be eight measures, let's yeah, say. same tempo, same beat. 
I mean, I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> but if you had them play the same lick, I I would go. Why would I watch? No, yeah. goodbye. Yeah. Cats. Let's watch Cats instead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could give a fuck yeah. about licks. I would scroll on. Do you know what I said to a student recently, an adult student, within the last like two months? Um. <laughs> I felt a little bad because I think it came off wrong. But I, <laughs> he came to me. He's like, and he's a total beginner, but like very coming like putting it together fast he's coming in hot coming in hot yeah and he's doing really for well him. he's yeah. now perf- like playing with a group and nice. he's talking about yeah you know playing this groove but I'm, i was trying to these fills i want you to help me get these fills and he starts playing a groove sounds good man for yeah. a beginner and then he fucks up some bullshit fill. yeah yeah i told him i'm like look look man i'm gonna tell you straight up i don't give a fuck about your fills <laughs> I, I don't care, man, because that's not valuable to, to yeah, me, yeah. To, to the people you're playing with, and really to yourself. Who cares about your fills? Yeah. Like, we, we'll get there. Yeah. But, like, your groove is good. Let's make it better. Right, right. And I don't think he understood what, why I was, like, harsh about, like, I don't give a fuck about your fills. Yeah. But that's what you're saying, which is what is important to not what I'm communicating. Well, I guess for you as a songwriter or... If you want to consider yourself like expression, like you're an expressionist on the on the drums too. You're not just playing a fucking beat. You're trying to express something. Right. Um, yeah, like you you need to trim the fat. There there could be oh, a yeah. lot of fat in there. Yeah. Which then gets in the way of that communication to the listener. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to explain to the guy. Um, yeah. But that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. You want to. I think of it as I want to surf the song mm. and I want to just totally stay out of its way, but be there when it needs me. You know what yes. I mean? Like, uh, and like, it's, it's, the, I guess like the, to me, the best thing that I took away from studying jazz music, like I never expected to be, I never had any illusion that I was going to be some jazz drummer. Like, I think of it as like, maybe when I retire, when I'm old, after I've studied it for like 40 years, maybe then I'll play jazz music. Like, and hopefully nothing else, you know, like that would be a nice way to retire or whatever. But, uh, (laughs) but like, I never was like, cool. I'm going to be, I'm going to like fucking move to New York and be a jazz drummer. I was never like thinking that ever, but, Mm. but the, the huge thing I took away was the ability to, improvise and like yeah like that has served me so well as Mm. as a session drummer and on on stage and everything and just like because if you can improvise over you know like a wayne shorter song then you should have no problem when someone hits you with the you know like you should have no problem hearing a song that has that kind of feel you know like a strum or whatever you should have no problem surfing that song in real time absolutely improvising because you don't have to do anything like you don't you could just like there's so many songs you know what's coming that yeah you just have to right. be like okay i'll just build a little tension that's it. into the next part like that that's all it is and you know it there i could play this i could play a whole song without ever having a moment that the drums pop out yeah, you know yeah. like and and that's like a thing that i've connected with on bass is like 
if you're doing your job right on base, people really shouldn't hear you. That's right. Like they shouldn't notice you. You should yeah. be invisible. Yeah. But and and the um, I think his Gary Talent was like, you know, like the only time people notice me is when I go away. Yeah. Like like that. That's kind of like that's fucking great. It's an awesome way to go about. That's the it. clip right there. <laughs> That's not. I didn't say that. That's a. Well, cool, I'm quoting someone okay. else. So Wait, who, who said that? <laughs> I think I want to say Gary Talent, bass player, but wow. um, could be wrong here. That's a fantastic quote, man. But yeah, like that. He's like, that's how I know I'm doing my job right. Yeah. You know, and just it's just so true of the drums as well, and like, there can be times where you have your moment, mm -hmm. sure, but there's not too many. Like a, a great really dude, a, a great experience I had was. My friend Kevin, who runs Backroom Studios here in Rockaway, he is like, got these guys. They're two older dudes, and they're like, they they just love to hang out, and they both play guitar, play some songs, drink a bottle of wine, whatever. That's like their Saturday night, or whatever. Sure, but they need a drummer because they're playing along to like a Garage Band loop. Okay, and and they just they want to play with somebody, but he's like, they don't want any fills. They don't. That's fantastic. They were just like, you know, he's like, <laughs> we don't want, we don't want to hear any fills. Yeah. And and he's like, we haven't found anyone that can do it, <laughs> like, because it's That's you so know, it, I don't know what it is of if you feel like, if people feel like I'm doing too little. You know, it's like vulnerable or something, mm -hmm. or but it's also hard to it's so hard just make one thing feel good for like three minutes like the same measure of music. yeah can you make it sound and, and dude and the it, same like i swear to god it was just that's all they wanted <laughs> and not, i didn't even hit a crash symbol they were like <laughs> dude we were like they were really impressed because i was you know i was like early 20s yeah i'm a young guy yeah. and they're you know they're older dudes and they're just like we did not expect you to like literally not even hit a crash cymbal. Yeah. Like, and uh, as a drummer, you're in service, you know, like. It's, it was also a nice challenge too, I'm sure. Sure. And I was like, right. dude, this is, you know, you want to do nothing? Like, I'll give it a try. Like, you know, I'm not against trying anything. Do you think that, uh, I mean, in, in, the, in that moment, what I would be thinking of, I want, I'm going to play the same thing the whole time. But can I get these guys to get more excited? Right, right. You know, can I amp them up by playing so fucking well? Yeah. You know, like, it's subtle, of course, but I don't know if that was something that was going through your head. Like, can I make them feel really good about playing? Well, I, I don't know if I, was, I wasn't thinking that. I mean, once we were doing it, we yeah. all were pumped. Good. So, like, that was cool. But gotcha. the one thing that I found was, like, how can I play the same beat? Without any fill, without any crash, sure, and have it feel different in the verse and the chorus. That's right. And by not, you know, this hi hat stayed sloshy the whole time. It wasn't like I'm gonna close it and open it. It was like I'm just gonna lean on it a little more. Yep. In the chorus, I'm just gonna like lean back in the. You know what I mean? Physically, like, you just, it matches physically lean back. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm it like you can do like 
it's it's crazy but you know it's the same it's the same bar of music and it has it can have two different feels in within the same song right you know and, and like there's so much subtle stuff so like subtle ways to influence the music that is way more fascinating to me than like outward stuff absolutely and uh, do one thing i think about all the time is mike lipsy and when we did drumming so <laughs> lord lipsy yeah one of the oh can we can we actually do a little like just like the rhythm can you just do the rhythm of of drumming on on the snare and i'll play the oh dude just i don't know if i remember I, it's just isn't it i was gonna say let's just phase it what is it <laughs> I fucked it up. No, I I, cha- I I shifted over a note. That's yeah. I just wanted to capture that. Yeah, yeah. It's just twenty minutes of that, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, but yeah. then it it, fa- it phases, so it gets like really shitty sounding, and then oh, there's, yeah, yeah. There's a new rhythm. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Insane. Piece. Anyway, because yeah, because like the tension happens when the drums come like unglued from each other and the tension is the shitty sound i mentioned like yeah. it's it's like a split second of what's happening here oh there it is yeah. and and but like so me and ryan who i was a past guest on the show yes sir ryan calls he was the rock and like mm-hmm. he was the first part and i was the second part and so we had the first phase together and mike was like you need to stretch this thing the fuck out like you need to like don't get to the second sequence too fast because this is like the whole piece is like an hour of yeah. this one idea so like the first iteration of it needs to be like really dramatic and to again for anybody this is all fucking so a concept that we know what we're talking about for anybody not knowing what we're talking about it's the same as row 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 your boat and then if Matt goes, row, row, row your boat, gently row, down the stream, boat, okay, that whole yeah. thing. Except Matt, what Matt's doing is not just coming in on that next note. He is purposely playing. He starts in time with row, row, row your boat. And then he starts playing just a slight bit later and a yeah. slight bit later. And that can go on for a minute. Yeah. Like until he gets to... Row, row, row your boat. Row, row, row. you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, it's, and then it's, but it's this rhythm, and it's got like it's a cool fucking uh, like there's four bong, four bongos. Yeah, yeah. So it has a cool melody, rhythmic melody to it. They're tuned, and you know, they're all. T- yeah, that's right. They have to be tuned to specific pitches. Yeah. So anyway, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. If, if that makes sense to you. If you're unfamiliar with phasing, yes, and you're interested in drum, because dude. That, Steve Reich, who composed this piece, mm-hmm. he he's the reason I was like, I want to play marimba because I heard yeah. his music before I went to Montclair, and I was like, I gotta learn marimba, yeah. I, you know, just from hearing his shit. So, but yeah, the so if you're yeah, check out phasing on Wikipedia.com, check out drumming the drumming. piece. It's so fascinating. Um, but back to what Mike said, the thing that I think about is he was like, okay. When you're doing the first phase, don't don't speed up, you know, because you want to speed up to get to the next 
thing, but he's like, just think about going faster. Ah. He's like, don't play faster. Just think about playing faster. And dude, it was like, my fucking head was just like, like, yeah. because I did, I was just like, maybe I'll, you know, I'm playing the thing and in my head, I'm like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll consider going a little faster. And it was the perfect phase. Oh, it just shit. like became unglued. And like, it, that has stuck with me and I've used it so much recording, especially where it's like, that's brilliant. That's how I get like playing behind the beat or ahead of the beat. I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to play in front of the beat yeah. or trying to hit the drum early. I'm just thinking about maybe doing it. <laughs> you know, what I mean? Like it's a very subtle yeah. internal yeah, yeah. thing where just it's, it's like when you're driving like, a car, maybe I'll get drunk tonight. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like when you're driving a car and you look into your mirror and you, you know, like you un, unknowingly drift in the direction yes. you're looking. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, you don't turn the wheel. You just happen to like go with where your body is mm -hmm. going. And so that's how I get that behind the beat, ahead of the beat or whatever. And that, and that's like, that's again, the feel of the simplest beat. And like you were saying before, you got to make the same exact sounds and beat sound different in the verse. Yeah. And different in the chorus without like, without changing anything, <laughs> without drastically even changing dynamic. Right. Like, yeah. No, same pretty much the same dynamic it has to feel a, a change in energy and the way that you're doing that is laying it back for the verse which is your thinking slower i'm th i'm i'm not even thinking about slower i'm just thinking about laying it back thinking about laying it back you're not doing anything different you're just thinking about i'm considering it doing it <laughs> And it ha and like something happens, I it, love you know. The, I love the. I'm considering. <laughs> I love that, dude. That's so funny. Oh my god! And then, and then for the chorus, you're thinking about. Uh, what do you say? What's the? Term? I'm thinking about like leaning on it, like leaning, pressing on it a little leaning more. Leaning on it, I like that. You know, lean back and then laying back, lean on. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Like you know, you just want it to be a little more robust, a little wider you know yeah. there's all these like terms that make no sense in yes. the con like there's no there's yeah, no I like mean, drum I, drummers are no i want to go that. forte you know like there's yeah exactly lamp, uh patty flaw flaw nonsense <laughs> yeah nonsense, nonsense yeah. words but we know what we're, we know what we i mean, know exactly so. if you tell me to go wider somehow i know what you mean i uh, yeah <laughs> I, that makes sense to me too yeah. yeah i think yeah dude that's fucking that's fantastic i'm gonna remember that i like that yeah, don't change anything physically. Just think about just maybe think doing about it. doing it. Consider yeah. it. Consider it. And yeah. it, it, that stuff is so fascinating to me—the internal thing. Because I've—it's—it's it's not like it's not like I feel like I—I I am the pinnacle of technique or like whatever. I feel like I just have everything I need. Yeah. Like I've been doing, you know, drumming for twenty years. I've been like really serious about it for the last fifteen, and like I have what i need mm -hmm. in order to do this do this sure so i'm way more fascinated with going inward because you know if you're trying to just and this is an amazing thing i picked up from this guy ross robinson i recorded with him one time and he was like if you're trying to just be like heavier than the next guy or like you know like if you're trying 
to top someone else. You're really only making incremental improvements, right. and there's always going to be someone else who always will be better or whatever. Always. You know, but if you if you like instead of trying to climb vertically, if you go deep in inward into yeah. yourself and like. Because there's only one you, you know, you find your fucking voice, like lean into what you like, what you listen to, what, you know, be comfortable being yourself and like go inward with the, the, you know, the journey. Like there's a lot more to find and a lot more interesting and like valuable stuff for me. Just like doing that, you know, like diving into like what makes a beat feel good like yeah or just i mean just giving it the space to let it feel good yeah which is its own struggle <laughs> dude and then and then um that work that you're doing that that becomes valuable to others other musicians who are like dude we got to get matt back in here that was fucking fantastic or let's take him on tour with us you know like things yeah. like things like that will happen because right. you're you're providing something, well, like you said before, you provided something that they didn't know that they were going to get out of that one session with those two guitar players who yeah, didn't want yeah. you to play any fills. Like, yeah. you gave them more than what they asked for. Right. And they didn't even know that they wanted that. Exactly. And now they always want that. So you kind of yeah. spoiled it for yeah. them. <laughs> Nobody exactly. Can, you know. Well, that's how you get called. That's your job security right that's there. That's your job security. That's right. I mean, yeah, it's 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 really essential to... Because when when you make it about you, like if I make it about myself, nobody fucking likes that. Like, you know, that's not collaborative. That's not fun to work with. But if I, like, especially as a drummer, like Mm -hmm. you're the foundation of the tune. A lot of times you're the first person putting your part down. That's right. So everyone is going to track to you. And, like, you have to do everything you can to, like, make the people around you sound good. That's right. And... People will call you back for that. For that, yeah. A hundred times before they call you back for the sick lick that you played. Yeah. You know, and like, not to disparage any kind of like pursuit of like weird or like niche drum sure. specific things. Like, you like what you like. People like what they yeah. like. But what, I, we're, what we're talking about is you're, you're talking about making music, not just. Yeah. Drumming. To me, the like practice pursuit has always been. I think of it as like I'm expanding my my like bubble of comfort. Yeah. But I never, you know, and I, and when I'm practicing, I want to push the edge of that bubble as far as I can all the time. I want to right. like feel out the edges. And but when I'm playing, when I'm on a gig or recording, I never want to even come close to the edge. That's why I want to keep spreading out my like sphere of understanding so that I can check out different places without getting to the edge of what I can play. Yeah, yeah. You know, in so because like you really only need the core for the majority of the stuff that you do. Like you just need to play something that sounds and feels good that people like. And you need to be flexible and humble and just like absolutely willing to try different shit. So Absolutely. It's really a simple instrument. It really is and you got to like talking about chipping away you got to chip away a lot to get to that answer 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck, what have I been wasting my time for yeah, with these yeah. licks? <laughs> you know, whatever. Thankfully, though, I'll be honest, I think I I had my, I had those years, but they sure. were in high school. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it really, it, honestly, I'm fucking so glad yeah. that I got it out of my system then. And then when I was actually held to some standard, right? you know, in an, in an actual, like, professional aimed ensemble or multiple of them yeah, yeah you you learn immediately like oh all that stuff i was practicing it's fine it's cool yeah but you can't apply it that it well, has, yeah it, it like almost never has a place i i'm not going to say the name of this drummer <laughs> okay but this drummer is and you and i i'll tell you after i'll mention his name <laughs> after they're ama- they're amazing there's just yeah. no doubt that they're fucking phenomenal yeah. i can't play like this person watching them play is is be- it's beauty yeah yeah right but this particular drummer for whatever reason has their own band with their own name on it huh and i always wondered is it because this particular drummer could play exactly and do all the fucking crazy licks that that particular drummer this particular drummer wants to do because nobody wants that in their music Right. I always thought about that. Like, yeah. why are you not playing with so-and-so? You're so good. And I always wondered that. I always wondered, is that a prison or is that a choice? Right, right. You know? Like, are they, like, so fucking oblivious and lost, you know? <laughs> and they're in a prison. They've imprisoned themselves. Or A prison of notes. A prison of just surrounded by bars of notes, yeah. right? Or are, is, it, is it just like, no, nah, I've done that. And this is what I want to do now. Sure. Either way, respect. I mean, I can't. You can't shit on the person at all. Yeah. I mean, but uh, you, I, you might know who I'm talking about. Maybe. Maybe. But um. But anyway, I, w- I want to do some more playing. You sound great. Okay. Um. Let's let's play a little bit. I've got my broken symbol here. You got a broken Constantinople symbol. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. I love this thing. This is like, it's broken in a couple spots here. I know I'm. There's a big crack around the bell, and I put some rivets near the edge, um, and I put some rivets. To- but you know what, though? You probably make it sound good. All I right. love this. I love cymbals where you can play, you know, full dynamic range. This thing sounds so good. Yeah, quiet. you like, you crashed that shit. Yeah. It, but it went away. It didn't stick around. Yeah, that, hence that huge crack around the bell. Nice, man. I mean, that's how I broke it. Did you touch any of the drums? No. You didn't like you didn't tune anything, right? No. Dude, I literally just put a new head and and, uh, snares on that snare right there. Yeah. Oh, I tightened the snare a tiny touch secretly. That's that's totally cool. But it sounds really good. Is this a black galaxy? You sound good, of course. Oh, thank you. But I'm just stoked that wow, the drums actually do sound because I didn't I didn't really do much work on tuning. That's why I said, if you want to tune them, but dude, you play, it sounds fantastic. Well, I'm the kind of person that is like, you can get a good sound out of anything. Thank you. It's, you really, like, you, 
I could have sat in front of like first act child-sized drums <laughs> and been like, I'll get a sound out of this, no problem. You group know, like percussion, let's do this. Yeah, do yeah. I started on a group percussion. Did you? Yeah. So I have a I have a Black Galaxy as well. They're they're pretty cool, um, but yeah, I, I'm a really firm believer that you can you can get a good sound out of anything. Like you can't let the gear hold you back. And if you let the gear determine your value, that's another prism. Yeah, very expensive. One. Very expensive <laughs> expensive prism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and I've been. Guilty of that for sure. Oh man, yeah. <clears throat> Let's oh, play a many little bit more, by the way. Okay, yeah. Let's play a little. Sorry, because I. Uh, God, this, you sound so good. Um, let's do a little. Let's play together, and you just play what you feel, and I'll fill in. Okay. All right. Whatever you're feeling. Let's see. I haven't heard the drums yet, really.
All right, man, that was a fantastic jam. We got cut off there for a second, though. But it's totally cool. Dude, thank you for being on. Dude. Thank you for having me. Fuck it. This is a great episode. We're going to definitely do another episode. It'll probably be over Zoom. Uh, dude, I'm so happy to, to hear that you've been recording. You've been doing sessions, and then uh, you're moving out to L.A., so you're going to have... Dude, you're going to be doing more... You're the creative guy. I've always thought you... Matt's <laughs> creating shit. He's, or he's I love crafting tunes. Involved in creating stuff. Yeah. Like, that's great to hear that you're still doing it. Yeah. You know, I'm truly. happy to be able to say that. Yeah. I'm lucky. Dude. Fantastic to know that. <laughs> We're going to play you guys out with a little jam. And then, uh, so thank you for listening. Please follow Matt. All the description, uh, in the description, all the, the links in the description below. Please follow him and check out the music he's recording and all that stuff so uh matt thank you again thank you everybody but don't do this to you well i started the last one so you start this one <laughs>
<laughs> nice. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.